previously on Creek Chat. No cameos by Randy Quaid himself. How do you know Randy Quaid doesn't guest star on an episode of Dawson's Creek, though? I want you. It's writer. Huh? You got a problem with that? I'll fucking take you outside. And then drive you to Providence to show you a good time. All right, if you're going to make eye contact with some of the urinals, just don't do it. A banana split. Truth or dare. Rat droppings. A snake in a bag. Fucking ghoul in a locker. Dead body in a closet. I'm, oh, man, I'm so conflicted. My other guess would have been, fuck. You've got a low IQ, idiot. I choose to hate you now. Warren. Peace. I don't know who that is. That's not a person. <laughs> That's not uh, a person. <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm a liar. I was just in the closet with the phone for some reason. Then Kenny, smug Kenny, comes in. And Pacey moves yeah. them before they're getting off of the boat. Oh, so this was before Columbine when you had to stop joking about oh, school shootings. This New York Chan dude, she's making bad decisions. That's where we're at now. Something's gotta fucking come to light with Mitch and Mom. A divorce lawyer! Yeah, he likes art like I like Nick Cage movies. And we'll give you that sweet, sweet, uh, thing. I don't wanna wait. 50 Randy Quakes presents a brand new podcast that we call Creek Chat. Here's our host. His name is JT. Oh my god, this is Creek Chat and it's finally happening. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I am your host, JT Kegs and Eggs Money. And with me, my co-host as always... Hey, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's that motherfucking Chucky B. Oh, I'm alive, sorry. And we are the Creek Boys, and we're here to talk to you about episodes 7 through 9 of season 2 of Dawson's Creek. There's a few pieces of trivia I want to put out in the world here, some of which I've already shared with you, and some of which I have not, but all of interest. The first being that Randy Quaid, the man who graciously allowed us to name the podcast after him, 50 of him, uh, appears in The Last Picture Show, which is a movie that's heavily referenced in an episode of Dawson's Creek, right? There's two... In- that, that's interesting, whatever, fine. But there's two more interesting things about that. I watched this movie. One, you definitely see a shot of Randy Quaid's penis in this movie. Yeah, you told no me that. No doubt. The second is, that was Randy Quaid's first movie role. First movie role, full frontal nudity. First movie role, right there. Brought him into the world. A second one pertains to a prediction that you made about Full Moon Rising. Uh, if you recall what that prediction was, something that might have happened in that episode. Someone mooning? So it turns out that Joshua Jackson, to keep things light and fun and friendly on set, was notorious for mooning people. Like, yes, full moon before rising. and like after shots and stuff like that. Uh, apparently he was notorious for it. He, like direct, Some directors came in and liked it. Because they had a lot of different directors. Some came in and were like, what's going on here? And it feels like his co-stars were pretty much by the end of it like, would you just stop mooning us? Like, we get it, but like, that's... Would you just stop showing us your butt? Yeah. So, 
he also does drop a moon in the road trip episode when he moons the guys. Yes. So he apparently does. he did it on film too. Now we're going to do an age check, which is something we did you did on a previous episode. How old do you think Meredith Monroe, the actor who plays Andy, is? In real in, life? Now? No. no it, while she's filming Dawson's Creek right here for season two, playing a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old girl? 23. 29. What? 29 years old. Really? Yeah. I have a hard time believing it, too. So how old do you think Kerr Smith, the actor playing Jack, is? 31. No, you went, I see what you're doing there. 27. But still, like, no. I know neither of them... Why are they so old? Neither of them look 16, but neither of them look 27 or 29 either. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree Final age check, and this is actually a character I've been missing in the last few episodes. Uh, Grams? Yep. yep. How old do you think... Yeah, where the fuck is Grams? I wrote that down multiple times because Jen's just getting fucking wasted and crashing at fucking Dawson's house. I think... What it has to do with this, maybe Gramps giving her space while still grieving for Gramps. She knows, quote unquote knows, or hopes. That she's got. That she's got. Got to work it through it. Well, and that she's at Dawson's, supposedly, you know, and does end up there at the end of the night or whatever. You know, like, so I think Gramps has given her a little bit of space. Gramps definitely comes back into the mix. So, like, don't worry about that. But we definitely see a true regression in New York Gen. The truest New York Gen we've seen yet in this set of episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, But how old do you think Mary Beth Peel Grams is in real life? How old do you think the character is, first of all? Because I guess I never really considered a specific age. I guess the character's got to be in her 60s or 70s. 66 was the number that popped into my head for some reason. But I don't know. How old do you think she really is? 68. 58? Yeah, they use, I guess, a lot of aging makeup on her to make her look older. I'm sorry, lady. If you're listening, I'm sorry. Honestly, I read an article. You still look good. I read... To to old ladies. (laughs) To old guys, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, Whatever you're trying to attract. Cliffs of the world, they're... They're loving it. You got it going on, Grams. It's not for me, but others maybe. Well, let's see if you got it going on with your predictions for the episodes we've got coming up here. Oh, I do have it going on well, from what I remember. We'll get you had a couple of just general ones that weren't episode specific. Uh Tamara is going to fuck Mitch, which is yet to crystallize. Yeah, but I mean, you know, something else. And Mitch and Maybe. Mitch and Gail will get back together and go quote all in on the restaurant, but Ta- well, yeah, I got. But Tamara and Mitch will still fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we can't rule it out. We don't know, but uh, so let's let's hear what we got for episode seven, the all nighter. Uh, the kids are gonna pull an all nighter, which they almost did. They almost pulled an all nighter. Well, when did they fall asleep? Because it it looked like they got uh, a decent amount of sleep. I think it was still dark out. I don't know what time it was. I wasn't paying that. They woke up. It was 6 a.m. Well, they've got to study for some tests and some crazy shit happens. And that's... They got to study for one test and some crazy shit does happen. Dude, that's a pretty good prediction. Way to go, past Chuck. Uh, Grams is going to go to a church service all-nighter. But we don't see Grams, so she might have. 
I'm saying I did. She did. I'm, Where else was she? Home or church. Those are the only two options, though. Yeah, and she wasn't home, so church it is. Someone else is going to be pulling an all-nighter, and that's going to be Mitch with Tamra. <laughs> you were really invested. You were really invested in that. Well, I went really hard on that last episode. Apparently, you did. So let's hear what really happens in the all-nighter. Facing the scariest English test of their lives, the gang has an all-night study session at wealthy, horny Chris Wolf's house. Okay, describe him as horny, which is accurate, but that's in the breakdown. During the night, a purity quiz reveals secrets and friendships are altered. The truth about Pacey's affair with Tamra is publicly revealed, much to Andy's horror. But there is no reveal of Mitch's affair with Tamra. (laughs) Dawson and Joey discuss their relationship. Discuss, I think, is the wrong word, because Joey did a lot of running away during this episode to study. Dawson also discusses his relationship with Chris's younger sister. Okay, that's not part of the breakdown, but I thought it should be. Because he talked to a junior high girl an awful lot throughout the evening. Made her cry. I did write something down about her in the episode that... Who is she and why I don't do I know. recognize her? I honestly her? don't know. I didn't I didn't look her up. Well, that's what I so count on the host for. So look up who the for. actress who plays Chris's younger sister in probably one episode is. I mean, you could be looking yeah, it up. Yeah, because I recognize her. You could be I'm, looking it up on Wikipedia right things. now and getting an answer. Oh, man, dude, you're the... Nah, what we're going to do is move on to your bro. episode 8 predictions. The reluctant hero. It's not important. It's really not. We'll bring it up next episode. I'm pretty sure I got this Casey, one. Casey, like, this one's right on. all about you, baby. <laughs> Which Pacey does. <laughs> Pacey, I mean, he's I'm not, not wrong. Him, but he does something like this is a big episode for Pacey, no doubt. He is, Reluctant Hero replies to more than one person, and he is one of the direct on. Dude, this is a, this is a Pacey Oh, they're definitely repack. bringing the Pacey hard right now. It's everyone's getting a lot of attention at the moment, honestly. Everyone's got their own shit going on. I don't know what's going to happen, but you're going to be a hero. You're you're not going to want to be the hero, but you're going to be the hero. Which, he doesn't even really fight being the hero here. He's kind of stepping up into this right now. Andy's doing a lot of good for his self-confidence. He's just, he likes those women who are twice his age. Um, so let's let's hear what actually happened here on The Reluctant Hero. Joey's semi-date with Jack. The dat. Like, okay, I'm sorry, that fucking conversation. Let's pretend like we're not going on a date when we both know we're actually going on a date. Like, what is this? What, what are we doing? Just go on the date. It's yeah, a cute little I mean, high like, school I got Okay, just go on the date. Let's not play games here. Whew. Joey's semi-date with Jack prompts a resentful Dawson to join Jen at a party where he saves her from doing some things she'll regret. Some things she'll regret is a way to put that. He only really stops her from doing one thing she'll regret. And I wonder if I should assume the worst of Jen and think, well, that wouldn't be the first time. Or do I give her the benefit of the doubt? I mean, I don't necessarily think that's uh, a terrible thing if all three adults are consenting. But they're children. And she's not a good. I'm not judging the act of a threesome itself as a bad thing. In this particular situation, though, that was going to be another 
something you say the show loves to use, and maybe you're right. It would have been another rape scenario. This show leans heavy. Pacey proves it. his worth when Andy's mother has a psychotic episode during their study session. Mitch fails to understand Dawson's views on their divorce. So that's our, the Pacey thing is where you nailed it. Because, yeah, he he steps up and does a big thing for Andy here. And Andy's mom, her whole family, really. Without even a second thought. That was the big pull away I had from this episode. Or one of the big pull aways. I... You know, like when I take my notes, I have about five bullet points, four for the second episode, four for the last one, five for the first, but then I have a little bit well, of Well, and also throughout. this breakdown says failing to understand Dawson's views on the divorce, but it's not a divorce at this point. They're just separated. So jumping the gun there, fucking spoiler breakdown. Let's see if you gave us a spoiler for the election in episode nine, because I think your prediction was a spoiler. I'm pretty sure my prediction so it's was a me election. seeing the future. Right, obvious. You were going to get that, but it's all about Abby running for office against Andy. Technically, it... I didn't... Well, technically I forgot to include Kenny. Chris was running for president. And Abby Chris. was the vice president. So technically, Andy was running against Chris. But since Abby was the VP, I'm giving you full credit for that. You... And Abby did say that she was just using uh, Chris for his, like, well, here's penis what I don't appeal what or something. What kind of power do you get from being class president? As far as I know, zero. So what's her, what's her master plan here? To take yeah. on a duty that's going to bore the piss out of her? I, I, I mean, I think it's just well, to win. Well, your spoiler and then you do gave us was Abby's going to win, which, no, it's the return of Kenny. You're right. Oh, uh, I definitely wrote down... Pacey being like, like, uh, fuck, what was it? Uh, school's yours, pal. And then giving uh, Kenny a high five as he walks out of the principal's oh, yeah. office or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. That was, I, I popped hard for the return of Kenny. Like, they even just mentioned him earlier in the episode. And I wrote down in my notes, like, oh, the return of Kenny. I forgot he got handed class presidency, though. That was <laughs> so fucking good. Him, him and his weird buddy. That was great. Let's hear what happened. And let, was it Lenny? Lenny. You're damn right it is. It's his name now. So we've got the election. Andy's decision to run for student council lands her on a campaign trail of tears when Abby begins advertising her family situation. Dude, that is some of the worst shit. Like, Abby's done some despicable things up until this moment, but that one was in... Dude, when she said that, I was like, I was like, I hope this bitch dies. Like, that's how angry I was at her. She really crossed the line for me, even now watching it for however many times this is. I'm like, come on, that's cold-hearted. Andy is a good-ass person, and how are you going to cut her down so callously? Like, oh. Dude, I was just waiting for Andy to be be like, all calm, and just look straight at her and be like, I hope you die, bitch. Jen helps Dawson take steps to deal with his powerlessness over his parents' divorce and tries to teach him how to be a teenager, while including a moonlight swim in the nude. Jack shuts out Joey during a family crisis. So they kind of just, in these breakdowns, decide to throw Jack and Joey in at the end here. They're like full-on dating, basically, by episode nine. I got opinions on And I'm not really accurate with that statement, but... the way they're handling it, it feels like that. But we'll we'll get we'll get onto that. One last piece of trivia I forgot. 
before we move forward. At this point, all four of our heroes in this show have hit another person in the face. Also, uh, another piece of trivia. Uh, I didn't even notice it when I was watching this time around, but I remembered it. What episode was that that we see our uh, hashtag one true God? That's in the all nighter. That's in the all nighter. In the background. So Nicholas Cage was in Dawson's Creek. He's fucking Nicholas Cage. This is officially a hashtag Creek Chat. He's in a read poster in an English class. Like you can look it up. You can Google it. Nick Cage read poster in a sweater, leaning up against a tree, holding Siddhartha, like looking real smart. We're looking real Nick Cage. That's great. I tried to buy it on Amazon. Oh no, I tried to look for it too. Like it's just not out there. You could probably buy a bootleg version of it somewhere. Yeah, it's depressing. But then you're taking a chance on it actually being good. Yeah. You know what I I think you really, really enjoyed? Was the opening of the all-nighter. Just a pile of VHS. I think what I liked is the openings of all these three packs. And that was, it was back in the bedroom with Dawson. But in this three pack, he's auditioning. For uh, that, I let's was, say a new Joey, you're absolutely At least to right. Watch Each one has a different person starting out in the room with him, and it just it felt so freeing to step away from the the Joey Dawson formula at the beginning. And now, like I like your view on it because I didn't even think about it that way as auditioning people to step in and come hang out. Crying mother, yeah, so we got Gail, separated, uh, sleeping alone mother. And then in the next one, we got Pacey. And then the third one, we got Jen. But yeah, that was pretty much what I wrote for this. Um, I, I did note that Dawson seemed to be taking this considerably better than I expected him to Agreed. be taking it. And I need to point out that at least in this three-pack, and I'm pretty sure for the majority of this season... Dawson has seemed like almost a completely different character. Like he's like he's like a bizarro Dawson because he's not he I haven't been seeing as much of the whiny bitch. Version I feel like of they got some like some negative feedback when they did viewership polls or something, and they're like people are like you need to dial back how dislikable Dawson is because I made the. Oh, because he's so dislikable. And that's all we talked about season and one. I made the same observation Dawson here that was. he is a much more tolerable and likable even person in this. Joey is the one who, while not acting irrationally in terms of her thought process, is being a real asshole about it. To him specifically, because she's really, really, really nice to Jack. She's nicer to Jack than anyone else on Earth. I specifically wrote down that... Joey's flip-flopping a lot on Dawson and she's telling Dawson you know like we need to have he's he's like hey I just need I just need time and Dawson's like all right cool I'm gonna give you time and then five minutes later she's like why can't we just be friends and he's like well what do you mean like like I'm trying to give you time so you can like do what you need to do the exact thing that you asked me for as far as He's I like, I'm understand, doing the exact thing you asked me. Dawson's like, Dawson's like, hey, we both love each other, right? Like, we're only not together because you don't have anything outside of me that makes you happy. Like, that sounds a little ridiculous and almost like a bullshit cop out to just break up. But at the same time, like, I feel like that's how they've built this character. 
like sincerely and uh i think she's being more flip-floppy and weird and unrational than what we've been given to us previously and which is dawson's just been kind of like that and now dawson's kind of like been like oh man chill out like i'm a different guy now i fucking knock out motherfuckers and i i just relax and chill with my but mom Dawson wasn't he, even you know, flip-flopping before movies. he just didn't know he was in love with joey yet so he didn't flip-flop on anything but as soon as he came to that realization joey joey just yeah he was just oblivious gives up on the thing it's too much for her to handle like she says and has commented many times on how complicated their relationship is and i'm sure there's some truth to that but i think she overcom complicates their relationship because she's been in love with him for years and didn't know how to deal with it when it first started never learned how to deal with it at all and so when it finally happened she freaks out because she is a different person with jack it's like jekyll and hyde almost with how patient she is with jack how smiley she is with jack how forgiving she is because i don't think she it's because i think in my gut that she's like no matter what happens with jack this isn't for sure the guy so so i don't have to worry about messing anything up because if i do don't boo fucking who i don't care i but she cares about dawson so much to where she's like hey we're going to be together i'm just going to I need to figure out something about myself and it's it's more about who you end up with and not that point like, I think is correct whatever. but the not she doesn't have to care about messing things up with Jack thing why would you be nicer if you don't have to care about messing things up there's not a lot of logic like I get why she doesn't they have common they have they sure. seem to have a lot of common interests and that's not necessarily like you know Something that she's just going to be like, oh, my God. Like, I, I think it's more that she realizes they've got common interests and she's interested in what that brings as opposed to she realize, like, because, like, she goes to Dawson's house. End of the first episode. What, the, I'm pretty sure. The end of this episode? Is no, it's the end, end of the next episode. episode. Of next it episode. is. It's after uh, Reluctant Hero. But, but, like, yeah, I'm like. I'm pretty sure that was to go back and be like, hey, like, I'm no. still in love with you. No, not to say I'm yeah, still I, in love with you, I don't think. I'm not saying she isn't. She, is. she wasn't going to go back and tell him that there. She's still interested in pursuing this Jack thing. That's full on. What, like you said, it's not about who they're with now. It's about who they end up with. So for right now, I, like, I get it's just hard. The, again, the way they've showed us Joey so far, when he loses it on her at the end of episode, or like towards the end of episode nine, when the family thing's going on, no! She doesn't no, freak out like on, on him anybody. like she would Dawson. Like, just look at the way she is everywhere, at the ice house, with Pacey, with Dawson, with Jen, with Joey, with Joey, yes, with herself. With everyone, she's prickly, and she's rude, and she's dismissive in so many ways. She never has been with Jack dismissive when she thought he was stupid but since then since he's proved otherwise she treats him like an angel it's weird yeah, i guess um, nope have we met chris before or is this a brand new, new chris Jellish Jellish Wolf. 
new characters on well, the creek, baby. Well, he sticks around for a couple episodes here, so we, you know, what? We'll see if he comes. Oh, he's all over this three, this three pack. But for this three pack, yeah, he's a major thing. He rolls up by sending a note up to Jen in class that says, "Don't forget to smile." And I was hoping it was going to finish with, "Or I'll cut your heart out," like a throwback. Dude, I hated that teacher. That teacher was like over exaggerating everything about these. Like, this is the most. And then he doesn't show of your life. Like all the teachers in the school are either total fucking scumbags, like pedophiles or like so there's some decent teachers like but where's he at right teacher, now benji, where's benji ben and uh dawson's still yeah, in his film class right so we got no benji i would assume so and uh that other teacher fucking Ms. Mrs. Tringle, the uh, librarian <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah yeah she seems legit but then like there's just so many like like that guidance counselor that guy seems like a piece of that shit that guidance counselor was speaking the truth and kind of being rude but he wasn't as here's what i thought was weird about that conversation is he said that taste he didn't think that you could fail an aptitude test but didn't the in, in reference to pacey but didn't the marine biology teacher in like that in the first season episode say that he had really good aptitude scores so a little contradiction yeah. there like it makes sense to me that pacey would have good aptitude scores because he is a smart person. He just doesn't care about the day-to-day homework shit that they grind you through to get a passing grade. And that's... He does it here, though, in this episode. So the, the teacher you hate is putting on this biggest test of the fucking year. It's like half their grade or some shit like that. And it covers the entire semester. Or whatever the fuck was going on. It's a big, big deal. I don't know, like... Maybe it was just me. But I didn't really study too much um i would just be like dude what i learned is like what i like what as long as i paid attention in class which i did for the most part about that stuff like whatever sunk in sunk in whatever didn't didn't I, and i'd usually get like b's i got good grades i, I studied I and grades. i got a's so for 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 the subjects i actually tried and i didn't and i got b's so i'm happy. i'm smarter though so who, who wins in the end? Who wins oh, in the end? Uh, <laughs> no, Me. I didn't lose anything from studying. You didn't win anything either. It wasn't about winning. <laughs> See, it's always about winning. That's how and why we are fundamentally different people. Andy at one point asked Pacey, Pacey, Pacey if he's ever been in a menage a trois. I think she's when she's first reading the purity test that comes back later. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Pacey would be like, well, there was this one time with these snails. <laughs> but no, he's, he's uncomfortable about that whole thing existing um, at all. So when it comes up later at this study, so they all end up at the study house, at Chris's house. Like, that's exactly oh, yeah. where I'm headed See, to right now. I was just getting get all the pieces so, in place. Apparently, Satellite Dish is, like, the pinnacle of being rich in 1998 totally to 1999. And like the guy looked they like had he had a, nice a pretty house. decent sized house, but like and like they had like well, it was, it was more about the land. I the thought pool, the beat like the, the the pool house or that whole secondary structure out there that had like a second floor on it that was pretty nice. Yeah, it was real reminiscent of like the OC. It, yeah, it was not a mansion with not as big was, of a house. It was suburban America. Oh, like rich, you know? Like I guess not because there were mansions out yeah. by us. That were way bigger than this house and fancier than this house. Yeah, I would say this is just it's it's bigger than any of like 
Well, it brings them the all together. Houses. We got the whole crew. We got Chris there. Well, minus Abby. There's no Abby at the study session because that wouldn't have worked at all. Didn't look like she was in that class. But you got Dawson. You got. I actually she wrote down uh, where's Abby. And that was specifically about English. You know what I mean? She could have been in a different period English class, different teacher English class. Yeah, I guess. Uh, they that don't all sense. have the same classes, but it brings them all Dawson, Joey, Pacey, Andy, Chris. Who is that it? Oh, and Dana. Uh, and Dana. I think so. So. Sister. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. I wrote down when they were getting ready to go because, like, Joey and Dawson both didn't know that nope. each other were going to be there. And Dawson is trying real hard to not make it super awkward. But you can just see it on his face. He just so, got like, dumped by the woman and that he Joey loves. Joey just always looks shocked. Like, shocked that, like, like, that she just couldn't dump dawson and then be like oh well isn't yeah, our friendship we just be friends like a day later <laughs> like no but he tries really really hard throughout this three pack especially considering the fact that his parents are separated and are getting a divorce he's dealing with some real home life shit he's never had to deal with before so he's getting hit on every side yeah real hard at least he has Jen to fall back she on. It, who acts like a real friend? This three pack, no doubt about it. Like she comes, she's turning into the Jen that I was so gushing about, but forgot about how the full regression of New York Jen that came first. So everyone's over at Chris's house. They're studying for this big test. The purity test comes out. I don't remember who finds it and pulls it out of the backpack. Is it Chris? Is it Jen? Is it... They needed well, they to take another break. They took That's a break here, and they played this test. I don't know, like... Some of the questions on this test were... Questionable. Uh, one of them being... Uh, have you ever engaged in a sexual act with a four-legged creature? I'm pretty sure there was another one about... Have you ever had an affair with a friend's pet? And even Pacey says, he's like... Yeah, an affair with a friend's pet. Pacey even says in the episode, like, what's with all of the animal stuff? And they all giggle at question number 69, which means they went through it. That means they went, how many questions <laughs> was it? Like a hundred question quiz? I just, how it was you just spend questions. an hour doing that or more? That's not a study break. You're Now you're doing something entirely different. That's a new activity. So it turns out that Chris, and this is just so you know where Chris stands, is the least pure of the crew. Well, not the crew, but of this group coming in at 66% pure. Jen comes in at 69%, which no one giggles at it when it's her score. So have a little consistency and always giggle at 69. So is Chris that much more active than Jen? Because remember, Jen was he having sex. Have, he could have been too. 12. It seems to me... But was Why? he banging like thirty year olds? Because she also had to have write down that she was having sex with someone more than twice. A already. he could have, who knows? But also, how many other things had he she done or had he done that she hadn't done or said that he had done that he hadn't done? Like, because who knows if he answered answered truthfully? Although Pacey obviously did. Yeah, no, that's not necessarily true. obviously I mean, like, because he just gets outed no matter what. Like they just bring up Pacey's test. They're like, oh yeah, what about Tammy? Like, Chris does the Abby. Chris pulls the Abby, and he's like, oh, yeah, is it true that you fucked your teacher? 
Yeah, but I mean, like, that's way less of a big deal. What Abby did. Oh, I agree. Oh, no, no, I'm not... I'm just saying, like, he's putting personal information out there that he doesn't necessarily need to be. She could have gotten that information outside of any of the people there. Where did Abby get the information about... We'll get to that. Joey That's and Dawson tie at 85%. That sounds about right. And Andy comes in at 92, which again sounds about right. It was question 16 that undid Pacey. And now him and Andy are fighting because he fucked his teacher and didn't tell her about it. Yeah. Well, no, because he's didn't like, listen, that's long. just, that's who I am. You've got to accept that. That's what it comes down to. Like, I'm not a better person than that. Yeah, it's not like it's not like they were dating and then and he she does. She's Ms. like, Jacobs. you're right. Okay, but like the next morning, she's like, you know, especially because so things kind of break down at this point. They're not really studying anymore. They all go their separate way. Dawson is fighting with Chris about whether or not he's going to sleep with Jen, who ends up in the jacuzzi with Chris. And then Dawson ends up making a little girl cry. Because him and Joey can't get along with each other. Andy and Pacey are arguing or not talking to each other. Jen ends up sleeping with Chris. Uh, Joey's writes on the test results that she's fallen in love twice. Later reveals that it's both that's times have been I'm Dawson. sorry. I fell in love with you two different times. Like Even if that's what you meant, that is the sappiest, gag-worthy, romantic Dawson-like bullshit I've ever fucking heard. Oh, alright. That's why I love it. Okay. Well, it's Dana that reveals that information. Like, she keeps inserting herself, and that's why Dawson ends up yelling at her later. Because she wants a kiss for for some information. She gets a little kiss on the forehead before Dawson leaves. So, she... Oh, she was awake. She's, like, asleep. Loving the forehead kiss. But yeah, Dawson I know, didn't know, I know. That. But no, yeah, he ends up yelling at her about like you know a kiss changes everything. Like basically, a kiss can totally fucking turn your world upside down. So no, no, is that what you want? And then she storms away crying. Joey watches this whole thing happen, and she's like disgusted with Dawson. When it's it was such a that was a weird little storyline they had going on with Dana in there. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think this is the weirdest set of three packs. I've seen with Joey. And, uh, the question is going to be, how does that... Because she wasn't herself in the first three episodes, or the three episodes... Basically, this whole season has been a very different Joey than what we got in season one. In a way that it's changed almost from three-pack to three-pack, the way that she's acting. And yeah, this this... Yes, very much. Almost like... And this, like, I'm not trying to bring light to it, so I won't even mention it, but... Well, what I do oh, what, yeah, I'm not even gonna mention what I do what I do want to mention that. is uh, the the theme of light voyeurism continues throughout this show as Dawson watches Jen and Chris as they're hanging out in the jacuzzi together because it's like in the back of the yard and so Dawson's standing in the back window just wistfully staring out at them looking sad because he knows what's gonna happen. Well, yeah, because Chris told him, he's like, hey, once you see those lights over there and that guest house go out, means that me and Jen are... And the timing of it is beautiful because as soon as he makes that little girl cry is when he sees the light go out. 
So that's a pretty low point. Yeah, he's making little girls cry, and Chris is fucking Well, moving to a more innocent bedroom, Joey is talking to Dana now, the sister, and being like, Yo, dude, growing up sucks. It's terrible. It's awful. But some of the good times make it worth it, I guess. Like, wasn't a very good pep talk, if that's what the idea was. It was a pretty realistic talk. If only Joey knew how right she was. Like... If only Betsy could be sitting her down and be like, Joey, 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 you don't even need, like, you think you know everything right now? Like, I still don't know anything. Right. And she's only, like, what, 24? And you got fucking Mitch coming up and being like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then you got Graham. She's all like, my whole life has changed because no, I ain't got no G-Pod anymore. Because she's got the Lord. Graham's has always got the Lord. Yeah, but she doesn't have the. She only has the Lord in spirit. She Bro, Grams has got her shit together. Body. That's all I'm saying. She ain't lost like everyone else in this show is. Grams is the only steadfast anchor that exists on this entire program. At some point here, they all fall asleep while studying in separate places. Dawson on the back deck, like some people on couches. Jen and Chris together. And they wake up, and it's 6 a.m. is the time. I'm, I think Andy says it. Someone says it's 6 a.m. And they all... Yeah, someone looks like a stop. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> that, I they swear had to God, watch for like, like. The, the timed studying that they were doing. That's what I'm saying. It looked like someone looked at a stop. And then, like, okay, so your test is at 10, but... They're making it seem like they've got, like, school doesn't start In this before case, 10 a.m. Yes. So it's weird. And then they go there, and there's no fucking test. And they're like, well, I guess we can just well, skip the rest of our fucking classes. Well, remember sleep when on the we football had finals field. in high school? If you didn't have a test first period, because you had a free period or whatever, you didn't have to come to school. So maybe somehow, magically, all of them didn't have any finals tests until 10 a.m. that day. It it doesn't really matter. Because, yeah, they just end up... Well, they get a four-hour cram session in there. And then afterwards, they all jump in the pool. And then they have time to run their clothes through the dryer and get dry before they go to school. So let's not forget that they had all the time in the world. Yeah, so... So, yeah, so in this four-hour span, they're able to study for four hours, go swimming, and then have And then show up to no test and fall asleep and not go to class for the rest of the day. So it was probably more like either they only studied for two hours or they did all, like, seven hours and pretended like that was they were So when they were getting out of the pool... And this is something I remember noticing before, but I fact-checked it this time to make sure I was right. There's a song playing in the background on the soundtrack. I don't know if it's the same one on yours, but as they're getting out of the pool, you can hear just the lyrics and the, the music to the song, obviously. But the lyrics are, I'm too cool for school. Fuck that shit. I ain't going. And the curses get the curses get through on the DVD, what? at least. I don't know if the same song was there on um, Hulu or if it's censored, if it is. But on what I watched... I looked up the lyrics, and it is, fuck it. that shit, I ain't going. That was funny. I enjoyed uh, That's funny. hearing that again. So I did write down that J&J, uh, Joey and Jen have, like, a moment here. Like, it starts with, like, typical Joey bitchy banter. 
And then Jen, like, calls her out, and he's like, you know, like, I thought, like, it was both because we were both hot for fucking Dawson's fucking Jansen before, but now I'm just kind of like, you're just Yeah, she does. She's like, bitch. I think the real reality might be that you are a bitch. All right, so basically for a recap of this first episode or, like, my main points that I wrote down were uh, basically the best friends are going to be fine. Like, they're going to work this out eventually. Um that's like a, a more of a longer term thing. Yeah, because it could take six and seasons to get to that, for all you know. <laughs> yeah, I doubt I mean, that. It's... Uh, Andy and Pacey are going to be fine, too. And they pretty much were already fine, like, the end of this episode. Um, but a brand new character comes into, comes into the mix, and he'll be around for the entire three-pack, and probably has sex countless times with Jen. What did you say about Jen there? Oh, that uh, this new character's probably had countless, uh, like countless sexual encounters with Jen. I don't know about this countless. It's not that much time that passes. Well, in that first, uh, in this first episode, it's the first or maybe one. it's the second episode. No, I think it's the episode, the next episode with Pacey, um, where she comes through the window like wasted and like passes out on Dawson's. Uh, bed and dawson's like this is the third uh-huh. time this week so so that could just be and then so there like, was two condoms says, this episode so let's say a total of those three times plus this time and they did it twice that's eight so i just counted a number that's feasible right there we can round it up and say 12 a baker's dozen third 13 times countless you know they're delinquents they're skipping school so who knows? It's countless. All the times that are off camera. I think you just countless. want to think about it being countless. So in the next episode, Reluctant Hero, we get Pacey doing his tryout for Dawson's new bedroom buddy. And they're watching an old black and white movie. They compare Dawson to the hero of this old black and white movie again. Whereas Pacey describes himself as the needless waste born to walk in the shadows of greater men. Pacey seems to really hate himself. I don't even know if it's hate himself, because he seems to have moved beyond it to just be like, this is a fact. This isn't a matter of like or dislike, hate or love. This is just who I am. The same way he says to pay, like to Andy in the last episode, with like, that's just who I am, that's just what I do. Like, I'm not saying he particularly likes himself, but I don't think he hates himself. I think he's accepted who he is, and he's prepared to play that role for the rest of his life. Well, he says it in this episode a couple of times, like, I'm not used to being, I'm not used to hearing someone say, I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah, because Andy steps in and she's like, you got to be a better student than this shit. You cannot fail and not have a plan. If you're not going to do it for yourself, you got to do it for me. And that's enough for Pacey. Pacey definitely responds to external female motivation, especially when it comes to learning about high school topics really she's just playing yes. right into the same role that tammy had except she's an appropriate age this time but yes yes but not well, the character as together and that's saying a lot is tammy when she is not together because she has an actual mental illness they don't specify that definitely has to do with her anxiety and her nervousness seeing shit like her mom does i wrote this down in the next episode that it almost seems like 
it almost seems like that the creek is leaning towards her having a mental illness as being shameful. And I don't really like that angle. I think they're leaning into public perception in the town, just like the view of the unmarried couple, mixed race couple, having a baby out of wedlock. Just like, just... This is a really backwards, backwoods town that can't fucking figure like can't what do grow you mean, with dude, society there st- there and apparently hates technology right now in america in 2020 that believe these exact same fucking things so i know right but backwards. i'm saying like it's completely logical and dude let the let the let the technology thing go i don't want to go off on another round, roundabout can't i pointed can't, this out I won't. to you DVDs didn't come into popularity until 2000. I know, in a couple Who of seasons, I'm going to be bringing I'm it up hard. I'm going to start getting mad about it again, and I don't want to do that. I'm going to stop well, getting mad about it, and I'm going to hope that you do get mad as this show goes on, and you never see a DVD, and you never see a cell phone. And you start getting increasingly mad about it. I'm, I am. So I'm, I'm going to sit I'm back already from now getting on and stop getting mad it. about the fact that you just can't get over something that doesn't fucking matter, and I'm going to enjoy as it slowly pisses you off it's fucking backwards so people mitch wants dawson to be his buddy mitch is like come be my friend help me move in we'll be buds and dawson's like i don't need a friend i need a dad so go fuck yourself basically (laughs) why don't you go do that champ he says this to him when his dad pops over and gives him a letter that is from holy shit the Boston Film Festival thingy, Dawson's movie's back into the mix. Like, it's actually a relevant point. Dude, that was pretty incredible that he won first place, that him and Joey won first place, and that he got, like, the $2,500 to do, like, to finance another movie, and then Joey was just like, dude, I just can't. I got these art classes. I got other shit I gotta do. Which, like, I totally He just said to her at the end of last episode, after they had their whole back and forth through the all-nighter, he's like, alright, I know now. I'll give you your space. I promise you. Blah, blah, blah. And immediately the next episode, and I get why, because it's a big deal, comes over and says, I want you to produce my movie. Like, Dawson, that is the opposite of space. This is, like, I understand that, but I also understand where he's coming because they both did a good job on this movie. Why not take the chance and continue? Because she to wants have a good her own relationship. She's already spelled. I it guess out they're plainly. kids. Movies are his thing. They are not her thing. She needs her own thing in her own space right now. So why would she come do his thing if she's looking for her thing? Maybe making movies is she's her already thing done it and said it's it not i think yeah, you just you need to calm down on dawson and joey working it out immediately because it's annoying you wa- watching you look at it through that filter you can't let something happen outside of well how is it going to get joey and dawson back together i can't so I annoying can't. Because I, I can't There's be wrong on my prediction. There's six seasons for it to play out. Why do they? Do you think they're going to get together right now in the like beginning of season two and date until season six? Well, I also need my other prediction to go right. They need to get back together so they can and break up again. And then get back together so they can break up again. Don't forget. So. Correct. So they well, need to get to fucking get. was that by next episode, they'll be back together by episode 10. You made that prediction last episode. So, you got one episode right, to so get a like prediction right. But they can still 
get two quick breakups in in the last couple of episodes if you need them to. You never know. I well, Jack it. and Joey, like, he comes up to her here and he's like, I'm sorry. It was the, he blames it on the full moon again. Oh, 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 And he wants to get the friendship back on track. And she, like I was saying earlier, is just like, sure. Flirtatiously, like, kind of poking fun at him. But like, oh, all signs are a go. Me and you, Jack, we're chilling. We're buddies again. <laughs> and at the same time, Dawson just starts working on a script. Like, he gets a check, and he's writing again. And as it turns out, well, he's just going to write right? about how, Dawson, how Joey broke up with him, but how he gets Joey back. He tells that to her, essentially. When she... He, he goes over later to give her yeah, half of the check, because he's like, you did, you rightfully earned, and that was a big move of him, too, right there. Like, he could have just kept all 2500 and she never even would have thought twice about it. I don't think she thought she was entitled to a dollar of that, but... He, no, yeah, it didn't seem so like So he shows up and gives her half. And he's like and she asks him about his script and she's and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's classic boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl back." Like I'm just I'm a sucker for happy endings and all that kind of shit. I did write down that uh me and Dawson have that in common. I like happy Quote, endings cuz they Hold I on. also like unhappy. I just like. Quote, I'm a sucker. Like, I'm a um, sucker for happy endings. Happy endings, just like Chuck. That's my notes too. So, <laughs> I know. I know. <clears throat> so Dawson's sitting in the cafeteria. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh. So this is. I'm sorry. This is something I wrote down. That's just an observation, more or less. It has nothing to do with the show. And this is something that I'm kind of um, good at, is pointing things out. So, Mitch Dude, is fucking Mitch cut. is ripped. How much does he work out, and where does he find the time? I guess before, when he wasn't working, and he was just daydreaming, he could That's be in the gym for four or five too. hours he He's going to a number of clandestine or home meetings with Tammy, or, like... Where is he working? What's he working on? He's not working anywhere. All he has time to do is work out and work on a model. And work out trying not to in fuck this three pack. Tammy. Well, I'm I just saying know. we didn't she see might her. Still be there. She disappeared from the scene entirely. As quick as she can. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna say she had, didn't leave it town. It would be yet. weird if she did and they didn't tell us. That's what I'm saying. I mean like they kinda showed her driving off in that one episode. And, like, maybe that could imply that she was leaving town, but that could also just imply that she was leaving yeah. the area. So, Dawson's working on the script. That's when Jen comes up to him in the cafeteria. They're talking, and we get introduced to Chris's scumbag friend, Todd. Oh, his name is Todd. I couldn't well, remember his name. Well, they make it clear that friend. she's been partying with these dudes for a while. And they invite her over to an all-nighter, another all-nighter, where they're going to drink until the sun comes up. The ke- yeah, the kegs yeah, and eggs keg and agar. party all night get up. And she invites Dawson along, and he's like, nah, like, I don't think so. Kind of, you know. That's not my scene, she bro. She gets real offended about it, and she's like, I, you know, I'm just having fun. F-U-N. And Dust like, I didn't say a word. Like, I literally said nothing to you or judged you in no way, and you immediately jumped to getting defensive about it. Which, again, is more to my thought that she is... That she's 
Yeah, she it's it's more she's just like over defensive because she is she's like, ashamed she of what feels. she's doing, but doesn't know what else to do. So that's where I feel that you know that I feel so bad for her because I get that being stuck in that emotional rut and that self degradation and thinking that your worth is found in other people and all like it's so fucked up. And Dawson does her a good solid here by the end of these three episodes too by allowing her to be. A friend to someone in a way that I'm going to guess she's never been a friend to someone before. True, actual, emotional connection over something that isn't drugs, sex, drinking, partying, and all that bullshit. That's why I like those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, What else did I have written down here? Oh, yeah, so we talked about it, I think, briefly, that uh, Pacey helps... Mrs. McPhee back to the house and really steps up to be like like a, a hero here. And yeah, I agree that he's not really reluctant about it. He kind of jumps into it, but he also doesn't really know too much about it. So it like he's just kind of like playing off. But he's piecing things she's, together because they establish earlier on in that same cafeteria scene in the conversation between Andy and, and Jack that mom's new medication Andy's saying is working and Jack is like are you kidding me she just had an episode last week and Pace is hearing that shit so he he doesn't directly know because he hasn't been told but by the time like he shows up later to study at Andy's house and like she rushes him through while she's out in the garden and wants to make him a sandwich and shit like he knows that something's up he doesn't know what it is still because no one will tell him, but he knows that it's a big deal. And that's when they get the call from the, the grocery store downtown and they got to rush out of there because mom left the house and is causing a scene down there, which I don't know how she was really causing a scene from what we saw. It just sounded like she was talking. She did kind of start to kind of freak nonsense. out a little bit at the end before Pacey stepped in and calmed her down. But that's exactly it, though. Pacey stepped in and was like, take me home. Or he, he, actually, he was like, make me a sandwich right here. And she's like, I'll take you home and make you a sandwich. It was a really awesome Pacey storyline. It shows again and again and again that he is a genuinely good and kind person. Almost because he doesn't care about himself. He takes all that energy and puts it towards caring for other people. Well, and like on top of it, I'm sure a lot of that caring for other people comes from a place of I want to be the exact opposite of how I was raised and like all his life just being shit on. And then now he can just like redirect that and being like, you know what? I could be angry at the world or I could just be like, let me just help. So after Dawson leaves Joey's from giving her the money, he runs into Jack rolling up to the front door. And that basically pushes him over the edge. He's like, all right, I'm going to go party with Jen then. Fuck this shit. If she's falling in love with some other dude, then I'm going to go get fucking drunk. Well, he doesn't even get fucking drunk. But he's like, I'm going to go to a party with Jen. Before he goes to the party, he stops by... That's exactly what he just observe things. And before he goes, though, he stops back over at Mitch's and they have another tense conversation. But at this conversation, he gets a key to Mitch's new place. And that's where Jen ends up later when Dawson rushes her out of the party because she 
he's walking around, he's observing, he's seeing what's going on right now, and it's not really anything he's interested in. But he sees that Jen disappears upstairs with Chris and Todd. He's a smart man. He knows nothing good is going to come from that. He so he understands what's going to happen. Literally carries her the fuck out of the house over his shoulder. And she's fighting it like the whole time. And then she's like, I just want to go home. She starts walking. Dawson's like, You're going the wrong way. Like, you're my neighbor. And then she pukes all over the fence. She's like, Ah, it's great, huh? Me puking on the literal white picket fence. Yeah, I'm and so feeling drunk. real sorry for herself. And Dawson's like, Nah, man, you're special. No, you just want me to be special. But by the end of it, like, he gets her, whatever, he gets her out of there and gets her over to Mitch's, where she asks about his script again. Like, she's interested in his script and his movies. She's, so through all of this, still interested in Dawson Leary as a person. If you're Jen and you're drunk and you maybe are slightly forgetful and you don't immediately recognize where you're at, like... From that perspective, she's laying in this bed when she wakes up, and she sees (laughs) fence (laughs) and warehouse. I'm like, oh, fuck. I've been kidnapped. She is in pajamas, so they did take the time to put her in something more comfortable, so maybe it'll be a very pleasant kidnapping. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but, like, obviously, right after she wakes up, Dawson comes around the corner. So she's like, oh, thank God. And then they talk about the movie, and she's like, just no happy endings, dude. None. Because those don't exist in real life. They're bullshit. They're trite. They're cliche. Get them out of here. I don't think Dawson really has it in him to write an unhappy ending just yet. Well, what I think it is, too, is Dawson's more, like, pushing the fact where... That he's like, uh, not everybody looks at the world like you. Not everybody hates the world because they were raped. They're both opposite extremes of views on life because Dawson is, up until recent events, very recent event, very Super positive and motivated and happy and contented, it seems like, until the, uh, the actions of this show come about. His life seems pretty fucking solid, right? Whereas Jen has had a very fucked up life for a long time. So they both take it the opposite way. And right now, or along this journey too, they're both kind of learning to look at it more. And there's a little bit of both in there. Because Jen needs to bring a whole lot more of shit can be good into her brain. But Dawson definitely needs to introduce a little bit of shit can go wrong. And I gotta learn to deal with that. Because it's happening to him right now. And he's gonna have to learn to deal with it. Yeah, I think this... uh life lesson will well what we find out in uh next episode that his parents are getting divorced the divorce papers have been served so yeah no something big is happening to him for sure so this is what i uh wrote down for this episode that we didn't talk about yet um andy so like after they put mrs mcfee to bed um like pacey's like all right let's let's you know let's go upstairs and andy's like what for and pacey's like all right well you know like go to your room let's go to your room and 
And like Andy's like, oh my god, like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I still have three chapters to read. Like, we need to study it. Let's do this. And like, you see that look on Andy's face. I'm like, she's like more turned on by the fact that Pacey's like, 100%. let's go study. Like that, he couldn't have said something sexier to her in that moment than we need to go read. Are you kidding me? Like, we need to study so and I can makes- get my GPA up. Because she She's was ready like, to go fool oh, around yeah. right then and there. Her reaction to his vague proposal was oh, very yeah. much like, oh, I'm interested. And he was like, no, 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 no. And I knew you were going to take it this way, but I need to go read. And she was just, ooh. She was all like, oof. Mm, can I watch you read? Because I need that. So, uh, did you have any other points on that one? Um. Yeah. Uh, where the fuck is Grams? <laughs> and... Why isn't she trying to find Jen? I think, like I said earlier, I think she thinks she's at Dawson's. And then sneaks back home. I don't know. I don't know what Grams is doing here. I really don't have a good answer for what's going on with Grams right now. What the fuck is she? It's like the, the dude, people disappear in this town. Fucking Bodie, gone. Grams, disappeared. That's an entire... I re- Cliff, I, Now I'm thinking of a, a secondary show where you take the characters that are gone during episodes of Dawson's Creek, and you show what they're doing. So, like, during season two, there's a big stretch where Bodie's not here. So, at this point, we could have nine episodes of a show where Bodie's doing something else. And for at least these last three here, Grams could be there, too, chilling. Yeah, there's handfuls of episodes where it's just we Mitch and Gale We did call it Bodie's there, World too. last episode, I think, when we were focused on what Bodie was doing in the kitchen. Now it's Graham's she's world. She's at the hospital or the church. This the church all nighter. What am I thinking? Yeah, maybe it's maybe a she two just day moved into now. the church. Maybe she's all like, "I gotta be a nun." Fuck Jen. <laughs> she can deal with it. <laughs> that sounds like something Graham's would say. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, it looks like I do. I, I've gotten nice to seventeen percent. Ne- iPad is not Hell a sponsor no. of Creature. Next, next point. Um, this is the episode where Joey goes to Dawson's room. For unknown reasons, I so guess we, we left- will say. And this is where Dawson's at. Mit- well, Dawson's let's talk about what Mitchell's. Joey was doing before she showed up in Dawson's room. That was coming back from a date with Jack where they went and watched heat lightning crack off over the water, over the city skyline. Bonded about Jack having a childhood fascination with lightning when he almost got struck by it. They walked back. He is a little Jack's weird, but that's weird. part. Of, she hangs out with Dawson Leary, man. He's weird too. Like, there's just a level of weird. Jack is a different kind of weird. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. But Joey's intrigued. Again, she's on a date with this motherfucker. Walks. She, he walks her home later. Goes in for the kiss. Not a problem. Not a problem. She's about it. There's so many things that lead me to believe that she's not really about it. So she doesn't kiss him back at all in that scene. He leans in uh-huh. and kisses her, and that's the end of it. Like she doesn't kiss. At, at least that's it's what because it looks to your like point from earlier, film. she doesn't have to care. She let him make the moves. If it doesn't also, bother her, then she can let him keep rolling. Because look at through the next episode, like she's still actively trying to hang out with him. The kiss obviously wasn't a problem to her. Yeah, it wasn't a problem, but it didn't necessarily seem like. 
she's super interested to me because like she's so and she immediately apologizes for it but she, like she brings up dawson when they're talking but the next time they're talking and at the end of the next episode she refers exactly. to dawson so and she's says actively a trying to make it easier she's on learned. jack in that moment to talk about a big part of her life by but muting his name she also says and she may have been saying this from dawson's point of view but calls jack the bad guy from dawson's point of view exactly describing him as always looking at life as a movie so that's not her calling him the bad guy you're reading too much into that i think they're just subtle things i see your point but i think you're reading too much into those subtle things well, I mean, I can assume I'm not I am spoiling. because you've, you've got seen to the remember show when I react to what's but. going on, I'm trying not to spoil anything. <laughs> so I'm not necessarily trying to talk you in one direction or another. I'm working off of as I'm watching this how I feel and think about it too. I know what happens. I know what goes on between Jack and Joey after these episodes, right? But I. I'll just stop talking right here before I spoil something. Uh, and that's pretty much what I have for this episode. Like my grand uh, wrap up for it was Pacey's a good guy. Uh, the BFs, the BFs still love each other. Will always love each other. But Joey's going on a dat with Jake and nope, it's I mean, Jake now. And. Uh, well, Joey and Jake are going on a date or dat and uh it's just not like it's not a bad date, but it's not you like a so date we've seen on the show before. Against these two, it's so clear in the way that you comment on it. You are oh. so biased against like you are you are like almost I am. you are your pro Joey Dawson stance is unbelievable to me not because it's wrong but because you are buying into it so hard that it is coloring every storyline that joey's involved with specifically and the funny thing is is i like jack's character but well we've already kind of covered basically everything go for it go for it but swing for the fences you're not i mean so we're gonna just drop those two swing, right now because right? we basically just covered what happens between those two throughout the whole next episode too. Um, I also then wrote, and we've already kind of discussed this oh, yeah. that uh, Jen hates oh, yeah. herself, and she's just you know drowning herself in booze. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much what I had wrapped up for the so reluctant in, in the election. Speaking of Jen, it's time for her audition for Bedroom Buddy. Uh oh, it's the audition for Bedroom Buddy. Um, so he's got his green. script and she's reading it. And he's watching some terrible TV and show. She, I think he it's is just on edge bunch. for her to finish. And he's like, So what did you think? That this is like, this, like, this is Bitch Dawson in a nutshell again. But in a less bad way than a lot of the other ways he's been a bitch. But she's like, Do you want the truth, truth, or what Dawson wants to hear, truth? Ah, so in other words, you hated it. Like, he can't understand there's some kind of gray area between loving it and hating it. And then he makes uh, a really wow comment line that I wrote down. 
where it was like, uh, what, should I bring a gun to school or kill my parents? In, in critiquing the script, Jen is like, it's missing that raw and dark edge. And he's like, I am raw and dark. And she's like, I don't really think that's true. And that's what he gives those as examples. You're, that is so fucked. It is, pr- again, wow. That's that's all I could say when I saw that I scene. checked I was, the date. The air date of this wow. was pre-Columbine. Not that there weren't school shootings before that, but that was the one that kind of changed everything. That was the one it, that yeah, put really school shootings on It really kind of took it to a different level. So this was pre-that. I don't think we get a whole lot of school shooting jokes after. But the fact that we've already had two is a lot. Two. That's a lot. There's been multiple? Yeah. <laughs> the show does not have a problem Definitely pushing not. the will, edge. It, so in this opening scene, we establish that Dawson's going to get a regression sponsor in the form of Jen. He starts out reluctant to it, the reluctant regressor, and by the middle of it, he's like, no, I'm in. He was really fun. The storyline was fucked in the beginning and then got Dude, better Dawson as it went on. in particular was so funny in this because when he faked her out on ditching class and she left without him... He oh, I love that. I wrote that down. Stealing the lipstick. I think those were the only two fake outs that he did because then by the end, he gets naked with her in the creek. Well, and that's the thing. Like, she's expecting him to be everything that she would do, but he's not going to do some of those things. He's not a thief. He's not. He's already a, cut a, class to go on a class road trip with cutter. Billy and Pacey, so let's not forget that. He did that. Well, I guess he is a class cutter. That's true. But that's... he turned it into homework first. And the reason he did say there was a reason why he wasn't going to cut class today, and that's because he had a quiz. Yeah, but apparently Jen says you can just take that tomorrow. Like, I didn't realize you could just reschedule a quiz when you ditched school. No, I don't think you can. I think she's just trying yeah, to say something to get him to ditch school. I lo- oh, I loved it. So, meanwhile, Andy is running for sophomore class president, convinces Joey to come in as... Well, actually, it's Abby that convinces Joey to run for vice president alongside Andy. Yeah, when she gets no, water she dumps water all over, all over Abby. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. who's running for president, and Abby for vice president, come to the ice house. Who Chris really doesn't no, seem to give a fuck about this at all. It means nothing. Chris likes to drink and fuck. Those are really his two personality traits. That's very that's the role he plays. He's a yeah. mix of every other jock character that they've gotten rid of by now, and distilled down to the very basics of what the jock character is. And he can get hard, unlike yeah. And then he's polite too in the morning. He's like, Thank you. Polite Thank but you. very dismissive. Is but here's but here's oh, the other. Um, yeah. But here's I mean, the other thing, though. What did smart. Jen expect? She had that really like disappointed look on her face when he left that that beat boathouse or whatever. But did she not know that that was gonna be a one night stand, or if it happens more, just a casual fun thing? Like I don't know why she looked so sad. Maybe it was just sad about herself. Maybe I misread her. I. Maybe that makes more sense to me now that I think about it, too. Because, yeah, I kind of got the same vibe where I was like, didn't she just say three minutes ago in a different scene that she's, like, on board with, like, with what she's doing? She assured Dawson right she had her own plan. And then, yeah, basically told Chris, like, no, I'm game. 
So, yeah, yeah, now that I read it back, it seems more like, not sad that he's leaving, but more that she did that in the first place. Because it didn't, she doesn't feel any better. She really... No. What she says later, she's all like, uh, when... When uh, or maybe that was the last episode where Dawson gave her the Advil and she goes to bed and he's like, you know, yeah, that was the last episode. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I know that's not going to happen. But again, like I said earlier, by the end of this episode where they have their whole arc, because Mitch and Gail have a moment here, the one that maybe why you talked about how cut Mitch was earlier, where he gets. No, that was actually in the last episode where. Um, I just saw him moving and I was just like, I was like, dude, this guy looks like he's fucking in shape. Like, like he looks like he works in this episode. He gets soaking wet from a broken dishwasher and takes his white shirt off and you see how jacked he is and him and Gail fuck on the kitchen table. Dawson he comes, uh, in, comes in for he the got pre-show. The previews, not the main attraction, is what he tells his dad. And his dad rightfully says, I'm not comfortable talking to you about this. <laughs> like, because d- d- he, yeah. d- he walked in, he saw them. They weren't fucking yet, because they still had most of their clothes on, it looked like. But Dawson comes in, sees it, and like, hangs back for a second and smiles happily. And then backs out. I'm like, don't be so happy your parents are fucking in the kitchen. That was kind of weird. So the next thing I have written down is, uh, we already briefly brought it up with um, Jen bringing Dawson out to the middle of like a creek or something like that to go swimming naked in, skinny dipping. And... uh, like at some point Jen's in the water and Dawson's like, I didn't expect that for for you to be and she's like, What? Naked and uh, Naked wet. and all wet. But oh, before yeah. that Naked she commanded him to wet. drop his pants too. But yeah. and I thought this earlier in the episode too. And then she's all like is that a, is that a tree branch well, or are you first, just happy yeah. to see me? <laughs> well, when he first shows back up and he's like, "You're right, I need a sponsor. Let's go do this thing." The first thing they show is they've gone and TP'd someone's house. But while they're yeah. having the conversation about going and doing these things, she's kind of like touching his shoulder and touching his hair, and and like we're talking about here with the naked and all wet. It feels like it's she's pushing in a more sexual direction, like you would expect from her. But when he goes in for the kiss, she's like, no, I just want to be friends. And he starts whining about it like normal, but by, she convinces him, like, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm doing the opposite action. The opposite action for me here is to be your friend, not to fuck you. And he's like, shit, all right, I get it. Yeah. And I think it's right there in that moment where it's like, Something finally clicks there. Like, okay, we can just be buds now. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, now that they've both yeah, turned each other down. at this point. Now they can just be there for each other because they both need someone to be there. Jen's never had anyone. Well, she's got a grandma, but that's not the same thing as a peer. And <laughs> Dawson lost grandma. Joey. Who's not fucking there. 
So how many more episodes is that it until we see Give Grams me a prediction. again? I'm going to say she'll be missing for a total so of five So two episodes. more? We'll get her in episode okay, 12. Okay, so you're saying she'll be out for the next two, and then she'll pop back in. All right. That's my prediction. Well, jumping back over to our other main storyline, Andy wants to run a clean campaign. Pacey's her campaign manager. And he's yeah, been reading Clinton some campaign. Clinton book? So, again, Andy already is like, all right, he's putting in the work. Well, we forgot to mention no, when they did that four-hour or maybe two-hour study session in the morning, Pacey took command and said, I've done a whole bunch of... I'm the master crammer, and I'm, I'm ready to stuff it in right now. And that's what they did, did with the studying. <sighs> so she's already seeing this change in Pacey, and she loves it. The this thing you brought up with the let's go upstairs and read those chapters. So him taking the campaign manager thing and reading this Clinton book, she's like, oh, Pacey, you just... Really turning me on right now. But Chris and Abby are running a smear campaign against them immediately. Saying all sorts of shit about their families. Yeah. And Andy's still just like, no. We're better than that. We're gonna be noble. She says later in the episode, politics used to mean something. I'm like, that sounds like something I might have said when I was 16 too. But have learned is bullshit. So they've meant a lot and it's always been corrupt. Well, that's for a different uh, political chat that we might have no day on 50 Randy Quids. No, yeah, that's that's not um, my preference. But maybe once you get the, those editing skills up, you can start your own podcast called JT's Political That sounds awful. <laughs> um, here's where I wrote down, because this is where Jen... When they... When they go out and she's like, steal this lipstick and he doesn't. I wrote down here that this seems like an episode that's directly meant to address that in previous episodes Dawson was intolerable. But now they're making him more likable. Because it's after he fakes her out again. And he comes out and he's talking about the rush of stealing a lipstick. And she's like, hand it over. He's like, no, I want to keep it. She's like, you didn't take it. And he's like, no, that's an illegal thrill that I've got no interest in. It's just he seemed yeah, more, it was great. despite what's going on, and when he breaks down later and like cries in her arms, he, in these moments he seems more lighthearted and happy than he has at any other times through most of the show. When he's joking around pranking on people, he loves pranking people. He does love good pranks. You know what wasn't a good prank, though? Was Abby revealing all that family information in front of the entire school. And listen to the way she that talks, dude. Good. She was angry about it and, like, super passionate about it. Like, why is Abby so mad about Andy having a terrible life? I, I just, I didn't get it. No reason outside of just trying to It just felt like so her. much more malice than anything she had done up to this point. And maybe it's because I've got a lot of sympathy for Andy that it hurt, like, you know, it cuts... A lot deeper when she's so callous about it. I I actually tend to super agree with you on this particular thing. I, I really like Andy a lot. Hey, that's like and the first thing like we really agreed on. Vaulted up think. there. Well, like, and that's the thing. Like she is vaulted up there, and I'm like probably her and Pacey, especially this season, are my hey, favorite. Dude, that's what I said. Once Pacey hits his stride, that's starting now. Because Dawson's he's too, too likable now. now. Well, because, like, he's starting to become relatable, and I'm just like, no, I like to hate you. And 
Uh, it's. You know what I love Pacey I for? When he goes in after the news gets broken, Andy just stands there, cries and runs out of the assembly. Right? He goes. And, he wants to find her so bad. He's crawling around on his hands and knees on the floor of a girl's bathroom to look up the stalls and see where she's at. And then he says, "No one comes from a happy family. It's the '90s." <laughs> and then, and then he says, "It's only there are only happy families on TV." Pretty much bringing light to the fact that this. Yeah, is but then she throws a book in a mirror, and I was like, "Oh shit!" There's that uh, little violent streak you don't want to see out of someone with emotional problems. She shattered the fuck yeah. out of that mirror. Well, that Jack calls her out on it after this. She's like. Your ups and downs have been bad lately. You need to get back on your medication. And she's like, nah. No. I don't like my medication. I don't want to be on it. I'm not going to be on it. And he's like, yeah, but you're getting worse. You need to. And just kind of left it like that stalemate between those two. But in the end, Pacey calls her up and is checking in around her. Like, you want to get together or whatever. She's like, I don't think that's a good idea. And she's taking her pills. So she's going to do the responsible thing and manage her her mental illness instead of letting it clearly destroy her it's a smart thing i mean she has more to lose now just she's made friends she's got a boyfriend that she obviously feels strongly about and knows that he feels strongly about her and he didn't run away at like the realization of well her i think even just for herself you can tell how driven she is like i think just even just being able to focus on her schoolwork and academics and achieving that way would be something that would be enough for her if she could get through high school i think is going to be the big thing but that's two yeah. and a half more years roughly so that's a long ways to go so yeah get, get on those pills you'll feel better I'm going to jump back real quick before we move along. Bring up Jen and Dawson again in the skinny dipping scene where she referred to... Because they asked each other if they had wet dreams about each other, basically. Like, you ever think about me sexually? And she asked specifically, you ever wake up with your blanket in a little pup tent? And I thought that was funny. But when they're, like, joking around with each other and they're splashing water, he is whipping the water at her so hard. Did you notice that? Like, I don't know if you caught it, or maybe it's just me thinking that it's harder no. than it is, but especially the last few times, he is just whipping that water at her, and she can barely even splash it back at him. Calm down, James. Calm down, James. Did not catch that. So, I uh, the next thing that I had written down was Pacey, they're, like, they're all in the, like, the office or something where they read the morning announcements, and... Chris and Abby go first where they're talking and they basically just bash um, Andy yeah. and Joey. Convict's daughter and, and the crazy, the cuckoo bird. Yeah, and the psychos. Yeah, the cuckoo bird's daughter and the convict's daughter. And Joey's just like, whatever. I've heard it for, heard it for so long, I don't even care anymore. But to Andy, she's like, no, and she's just like, she goes out of there. And so, like, Abby's like, well, won this one. And Chris is like, all right, well, I'm 
I'm gonna go kiss some babes. And is that, exa- that is exactly what Abby's he says. All like, <laughs> it's it's babies, and she and he's like he's like it's more fun the oh way I said it. True dirt ball. <laughs> and then this is where Pacey does that baller status where he's like. He's like sitting down and he's going to do like, you know, he gets the villain to do the villain thing. Yeah, reveal exactly that master what plan. She's going to do. And little does she know that Pacey has his hand on the microphone, turning it on. So it's a live microphone to the school as she's calling everybody idiots and how uh, she's going like, to basically twist everything around, everybody around her and finger the way she wants the school to. school when she ditches Chris. Being sophomore class president, going to make a lot of changes. Cut fucking heads off, because they're going to be wrong. So yeah, and then yeah, Gail gets the divorce papers, Dawson finds out about it, and that's when he pops back over to Jen's, and he's like, I just don't know what to do, and they have a really, really nice moment, uh, they have a really, really nice moment where he's like, thanks for being here, and she's like, thanks for letting me, like really sums up what they're doing yeah. for each other in such a positive way right now. Finally. They're finally doing something good. After how many episodes of interacting with each other are they doing something good for each other? Yeah, it's nice to see. And can we get the fuck... Is New York Jen gone yet? Or so, is New York Jen going to keep coming back? What the fuck is going on with New York Jen? I have no idea. But my wrap-up for this episode, episode 9, The Election... Was, you know, Jen, she's uh, beginning to become a good friend in this oh, yeah. episode of Dawson. And that I agree that Andy's doing the right thing by, uh, you know, taking her meds. But to me, it seems like the the show, Dawson's Creek, is not framing it in the best light. We had already touched upon that. Uh, Jack and Joey, um, their friendship continues to grow. And uh, Pacey's just a badass. A, a great Pacey three-pack. It really was. It was. So, we've got a special prediction this week from you before we head into the episode titles for the next three-pack. And that is a prediction for what the title of episode 10 was going to be. I don't know if you recall your prediction for this. You started out, oh, a few, it morphed. It morphed until you settled on something final. It started with the second kiss. Then it turned into the second first kiss. No, 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 no. I Joey's like pregnant. One. No. Mitch and male Gail get back to... No. He settled on the first fuck. Okay, like well, do you want to know what kiss. it actually is? And you want to tell me what you think is going to happen? It is called sure. high-risk behavior. Which could be... Pretty close to what you landed on finally. So yeah, I think uh I think there's gonna be a lot of high risk behavior throughout this entire episode. And it's gonna start off with Dawson walking in. I mean the episode's not gonna start off on this. The episode's gonna start in Dawson's room. Possibly with somebody else. Possibly with Joey. I don't know. I don't remember. That's not important. What is important is it's gonna start off with Mitch fucking Tammy oh, that's what and it's Dawson start out with. It. Or it's going to be one of the big that would be, a high, big high risk, be a high risk way to start the episode. High risk things. And then you got fucking 
Jen misses her period because she's clearly been banging Chris. I mean, it looks you like he's wearing rubbers, but who knows? And, like, who knows if Todd was. I, did Todd ever get it in? They weren't doing it in that scene. I don't know. Maybe that wasn't the first time. Know, They've been hanging out for a couple days, right? It's not important. So, you know, but, you know, it comes back. What, what about Joey? She's good. Joey's high risk. She's not pregnant because we'll get we'll get there. Jen's not pregnant, but it it was a high risk situation. She's gotta take start taking herself out of these high risk situations. Jack and Joey kinda have a misunderstanding and it affects their work life. High risk situation. Life. I like that. Um who we got left? Pacey. Something happens with Pacey and his family. And it causes fucking the sheriff to beat so that you really think your shit prediction, out of Pacey. You think high your prediction of beatdown is going to take place in high risk behavior? High risk behavior. High risk all behavior. Right. High risk situations. That's all a bunch of high risk. Also, I uh, predict that finally someone. Wait, never mind. We already saw the stoner in the bathroom. I was gonna say it was a oh, no, high this time risk. It's, no, this situation. time it's cocaine. Uh, so, do you want to know the title of episode 11? It is Sex yeah, why not? She Wrote. Well, it's not about murder. It's about sex. And Dawson's going to have sex with Dawson's Joey gonna in this episode. Dawson's going to have sex with Joey in this episode. And Pacey's also going to be having sex with Andy. Jen, not having Finally. sex with anybody. Grabs. Grabs is going to be having sex with... <sighs> Chris what about and Cliff? Todd off camera. <laughs> well, she's Cliff is like her like storyboard lover, and these are like her backwoods bangers. <laughs> I don't know what either of those things are, and I love it. Woo. <laughs> Anyone else having sex or not having sex? Uh, Mitch and Tammy. Of course, Tammy. high risk behavior. Gail and Bob. Bob's back. Why not? <laughs> Divorce is going down. So, do you want to know the title of episode 12? Oh, yeah, bring it at me. It is Uncharted Waters. Uncharted Waters. So, obviously, something uncharted is going to happen. Something that. Doesn't normally happen on the creek. Sounds realistic. And and I just don't know what that is because everything happens. And that's where it's hard on the third prediction, not knowing what happens in the two before, what the very vague uncharted waters right. could mean. Like, I get why. So here's the uncharted water that my speculation is. The uncharted water is that Pacey is he feels so loved by Andy and it's just the very opposite of what he feels from his family. Obviously. I mean like his dad just beat the shit out of him. So it's just uncharted waters that their relationship, like it's just so smooth. Not really. Would you call it smooth sailing? Yes, I would. Uncharted waters. I would definitely much call it smooth sailing on the uncharted waters. Well, you can find out what happens in the three episodes I've just given you the titles for next Monday 
on Creek Chat. Uh, if you're interested in checking out any of the previous episodes we've talked about, you can go to 50randyquades.com. Uh, you can go to Facebook. You can go to Twitter. You can go to TikTok. You can go to Snapchat. You can go to... Go to Snack Chat. Snack Chat. That's right. No, that's... We'll get to that later. Those will be mini episodes we put out about the snacks that we eat while watching movies. Or while doing the podcast. Tonight, it was two peanut butter and blackberry sandwiches. I've got some Townhouse Flatbread Crisps, sea salt and olive oil. They are described as thin and munchable. Also, not sponsors. I also had a uh, Glacier Freeze Gatorade. Not a sponsor. And a crystal light in water. I had... Also, not a sponsor. I had a gin and tonic made with Tanqueray and Canada Dry Tonic. Neither of which are sponsors. So, maybe you guys should start sponsoring us. I mean, we're dropping down names every week. Just hit us up at 50grandyquays.com and let us know what the fuck is up. Yeah, I mean, if Dawson can get 2500 why can't we get $25? $25. I'll take $25. You know what, though? I might need to cool 50 to feel rich like Joey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you give us 125? We'll split it. 65 apiece. I don't know if that's right, man. But until next. It's probably it's, not. It's. Because it should be 22.5 somewhere. If we're getting into 0.5, I'm not interested. That's too much math. Well, I mean, it's really easy these days. We can, like, Zell. And I don't know what. Fenmo. I don't know what that means. Oh, well, why don't. Maybe you're from Cape Side. <laughs> I know what all of those things mean. I am not from Gabeside. I bet you go into Gabeside and you're like, hey, can I PayPal you? And they're like, what is... They're like, yeah, of course you can pay me, pal. And I'm like, no, no, can I PayPal you? And they're like, what Here, is Here's the that? thing, though. I always keep $60 in cash on me. So if I did somehow end up in backwards 1999 Capeside, I would ha- I'd be rich. In 1998 money? I'd have like $4 and I'd be fucked. Your pro- you could probably rent four movies for that. No, I could just go to the next town and access it. I'm talking about a Twilight Zone. You're in 1999. There is no going to the next town. It's like Pleasantville. You just loop back into town. Couldn't I just go to like the like the biggest city? It's a nightmare, dude. This is the only city. You in 1998 Cape Side. That's where I'm putting you in your nightmare. I mean, that's rough. Like at this age or when right, I was right now, right now you have lived as a, up until this point in your life with the mindset you have about lack of technology. You are transported Twilight Zone style to 1998 Cape Side, Massachusetts, a la the Dawson's Creek universe. This is not good. I don't think you you'd end up finding a way to have fun, but I don't think you would have a lot of fun. No, yeah, it'd be rough. Well, we can talk a little bit more about you being in an alternate universe next time, because I like the idea of Chuck and Capeside. Jesus, this is a long Well, until next episode, we we be be creaking. creaking!